That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today, and we will leave you with a, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. Welcome back to 107.9 OTW Popped Radio. As always, co-host, they call me Woody. And with me as co-host, co-host, yeah, I, I think I've always oh, I said thought co-host. You were, oh, really? You always say that? Yeah, I at the start of it, I was always kind of like weirded out with, I didn't want it to be like mm. my thing, and I felt like early on too that might feed the ego too fast, too much. Mm. So, uh, okay, yeah, Sorry I always to said interrupt. co-host. No, 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 that's fair. That's a fair jump it, but yeah, with me usually as always, um, in part part two of our re-intro series for 2021 is. Monger Man himself. This is Monger Man. Producer Pete, aka formerly aka Smeagel. Yes. Thirty-eight. Is it Monger Man thirty-eight now too on that? Okay, so originally it was I was known as Smeagel on League of Legends, and then my PSN account is Smeagel three eight, and then I changed my COD name to Monger Man three eight. Okay. My PSN name is still Smeagel three eight though. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're back in the studio live. No Zoom this time, thank God. Um, which you know, it's 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 a part of everyone's life, but uh, I think it's a part of everyone's life that they wish wasn't a part of their life. Facts. Um, but no, it's uh, yeah, it feels good to be back. We took uh, as we mentioned on the on the first part there with uh, not, no longer Ian the intern. We 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 now dubbed him L.A. Ian. L.A. Ian, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So filling uh filling uh monger man in here on on most of what happened last week but um yeah 2020 just sucked we decided to call it a year pack it in um and uh just restart fresh with new content in 2021 but uh yeah last time we checked in was august 31st 2020 it is january 21st 2021 so roughly five months ago um you were on the cusp of moving out moving the studio to from st paul to minneapolis is Minneapolis, right? Yep. Yeah. Right on university. Yeah. Cross the river. Uh over to the old Alma Mater campus. Yes. Uh Sky Yuma. Row the boat. Go Gophers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, what's uh fill me in on the uh let's do a long form recap in the week slash recap in the remaining part of last year since the move. What's uh what you been up to? So as said, moved to Minneapolis, big college town. Uh, I had to convert my bedroom and studio into one room. 
whereas here I had my own studio room. How it does okay? How did you feel about that? Because I saw the pictures early on. That was was it like a difficult move, or is it kind of like not that bad? It's not that bad. Okay, and I would like to have an extra room for a studio, but I I kind of like having it all in one room also. Uh. So at school, living with two two buddies, we're raising hell every weekend. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but our neighbors, let me tell you. Yeah. One day I come home from work, and in this little backyard of theirs, there's 60 people. 60? It was the first Gophers home game. Let me tell you, college students don't give a fuck. To be fair... As long as they're not coming in contact with other people, right? Just yeah. coming in contact with their other friends. It's probably not the biggest deal, but yeah, they don't care. That's the biggest change <laughs> moving into the city. I still try to distance and whatnot. Do you feel like being on a college town or in a college town um, kind of, do you feel that there is <clears throat> like a general sense of like, we're young, we're in like, not immune to COVID, but immune to like any harm, harms that like life might throw at us in general. I, that's kind of how I felt when I was like an undergrad. I was like, uh, didn't really care about much. Like, was just like, I'm here for me to like make the best situation for me. Do you feel like that's still the same thing, or do you feel like actually people are are taking this serious and uh, it's just like the dumb few that show up in sixty person parties in backyards? Right. So from talking to people. There definitely are a lot of people that are taking this seriously and are very courteous and whatnot. But it seems, granted, I didn't talk to that many people living here, right? Because we're kind of isolated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've talked to a lot of people that just don't don't care about isolation. And I don't think they're actively trying to get people sick. But they, they don't think about how their actions could have an effect on other people, right? And like, for example, I know some people that were trying to party, right? And I'm like, no, you you shouldn't do that. We're still in the pandemic. And their response is pretty much, well, the, the people that are most affected by this already have underlying health conditions and that's their fault pretty much. Like that's the mindset of a lot of people down there. And my response to that is so essentially your your impatience about not being able to party is taking precedence over ins- well maybe not ensuring but ensuring the best you can that people stay safe right and to me that's just really selfish and immature yeah. but that's something i've noticed talking yeah. to people down there yeah it- it, it all, I mean, it's like, unfortunately like none of that is shocking that, hey, a bunch of like 18 to 22 year olds, 23 year olds, whatever, are making like questionable decisions, not only in the short term, but the long term. Also not thinking about anybody but themselves. It again, like that's that kind of is like a huge percentage of like what it is to be a college kid to begin with is like just no regard for like anyone else and. Just whatever. And I think I think like what you mentioned is kind of how I see it, too, is I think there is even maybe like a pretty good sized majority of college kids that are like <clears throat> they have somebody. And I don't know if this is like a reason to do anything, 
but they have somebody directly involved in their life that is like, hey, if this person gets it, they're probably fucked. Yeah. And so I'm going to do my thing so that they don't. But me personally, I, I don't really care if I get it because the odds are now, I think the death rate's down to like a 1.5% roughly. And again, that 1.5% is probably a lot of people with, like you said, underlying health conditions or older and elder people that just have, you know, weaker immune systems in response to it. Um, again, I don't know if just because like I have someone in my life that's directly impacted by something is a reason that I should or shouldn't do something that is probably objectively the right thing to do. Uh, it probably is like, Hey, if it's the right thing to do, we should probably just do it because it's the right thing to do. And that can kind of be a slippery slope thing, but yeah, college. The I don't know if you watched after Alabama won the national title for college football this year. And they was that where they stormed the streets or yeah, the stadium? Yeah. All like the bars on like whatever oh, yeah. you want to call like like that's the one shitty thing about the U. Back to bring it back about Minnesota, where it's like we don't have we have Dinky Town, and there's like three bars on like that corner. Rip McDonald's, by the way, and oh, no Dinky Town Liquor. No kidding, Dinky Town Wicker was a tough one to fall. Although, like that already, they're going to get replaced. Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that they're just going to go in the base, like the the first floor, first yeah. floor of those buildings. But still, it's it's not the same. Um, but no, it's like they, yeah, they just had like a, a street of bars, and that's something we don't have here in Minnesota, like anywhere. Like, and that sucks. Like, we don't have a place where it's like, hey, on that side of the street, there's like seven bars next to each other, lined up in a row, and they're all fucking awesome. And on this side of the street, we have like six bars all in a row, lined up next to each other, and they're all awesome. And all 13 of them are awesome for different reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Of it's some combination of like 21 year olds, probably a couple 20, 19 year olds, some fakes, and then a couple like lame, like 23 to 28 year olds that think that they're still in college or can hang. Um, and that's not even the point of like why we think you lay they're lame, but, uh, all just trying to get as drunk as they can, right? Yeah. And so, like, we don't have that, so it's tougher for us, I think, to rationalize. But either way, it's a tough sell when you have eight to ten thousand college kids just shoulder to shoulder, just drunk as shit, celebrating a college mm-hmm. football win. That let's be frank, you guys fucking win all the time. Like, act like you've been there before. Um, yep. But, anyways, continuing back about uh, about that. So. Oh, wait, I wanted to oh, no, yeah. add something. I yeah. remember back in April, I believe it was early in the lockdown. I saw, do you know the subreddit, not the onion? Yeah. 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 There's an article of Alabama party busted and people were getting charged because what they were doing at the party was they were seeing who could get COVID fastest, yeah, yeah. which doesn't even make sense, but <laughs> that's what they're, that's what they're doing yeah. at the party. Yeah, Alabama in general gets a bad roll rap tide. for uh, yeah, roll tide, baby. Uh, they get a bad rap in general for being pretty stupid, and quite honestly, it's because they're pretty stupid. So, yeah. it, yeah, that was the frat party that was having a uh, a frat party or frat house having a frat party, um, where it's like the the goal was to be the first one to test positive or something after you left. So it wasn't like they had tests there yeah, at yeah. the time tests were like <laughs> fucking spe- like just scarce as shit, but like. Yeah, it was the, we're all going to celebrate, no mask, get really drunk, everyone's going to be around, there's going to be way too many people here, and then the goal is to, whoever, the first person to get COVID, I don't know if they won a prize, um, they definitely won the prize of being, like, the world's biggest jackass, but, like, at the time, and probably still now, to be honest, but, yeah, that's, <laughs> roll tide, baby. <laughs> Dude, something I've realized this winter, I I've haven't had any cold symptoms 
and I think it's from wearing the mask. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Dude, yeah, that's what I was thinking the other day. I have a couple, like, lingering things or some allergy things or, like, you get, like, a head cold where you'll get the sniffles or, like, have yeah. to clear your throat or stuff like that. And then every time that happens, I'm like, oh, shit, do I have COVID? Um, but I'm yeah, really just going to wait either until I know I've come in contact, close contact with someone who tests positive or my sense of taste or smell goes Yeah, yeah. before I think I have it. No, and it's more just because of, like, the only reason I think of that personally is because I remember when I actually did get it in July, how, like, it happened really fast, but um, from once I started to see a symptom to, like, full-blown, like, was sick. Uh, but, like, the first couple hours of the symptoms was not bad. And that was, like, part of, like, my issue is, like, I had, like, a slight cough that just felt like when you have kind of, like, to clear your throat. Like, you're, like, say you're, like, in, like, public speaking 1021 or whatever freshman year. Yeah. And you're, like just have to clear your throat. That's all it felt like, which is like, oh, it's a little dry. I got to clear it. Now it's happening like once every like 10 minutes. So it wasn't like, I just thought like, oh, I just must have like a tickle in my throat or like it's kind of dry. It was hot as shit out. It was the summer. And then all of a sudden I took a nap and I wake up and I'm like full blown all symptoms. So whenever I think of it, it's kind of like a, man, that thing you didn't think like twice about before ended up being like actually COVID. Yeah. And now it's like, again, I don't, I don't know if you can be, how many times you can get it, um, different reports out there, which also sucks because it's like trying to gather information and get my facts straight. And there's like four different representations of what the facts are. And it's like, I don't, and none of them are like wrong yet because like we can't disprove any of them. Um, so it's like this weird kind of limbo space, but no, yeah, in general, I try to, yeah, the, just trying to, to not, but the, like you said, the, the flu stuff and like the cold stuff, all that stuff's way down. That's gonna be the interesting thing this year of like, we're going to see how many people actually like got the flu, got like strep throat, got in uh, pneumonia, um, stuff like that. I think those numbers are going to be way, way down. And there's going to be a, a, a really good argument for, hey, during flu season, let's call it November 1st through February 28th, should we in public places just wear masks? Like, yeah. Oh. I, I, I was, I was thinking if you have a cold from here on out, I'd love to see just wearing a mask yeah. be the standard. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be definitely more normalized. I wonder what, the, I, I think it's going to be, oh, let's say, I'm not going to say percentages because I think that's kind of weird, but if you have a hundred, it's going to, you know, obviously a hundred people, but I just think like more like feel kind of like eye testy, less like, uh, date, like data driven. But like, if you had a hundred people, I think eye test wise, I think you're going to see about like five to 15 depending on the time of the year wear masks from here on out like it's just gonna be more normalized to be like most people won't most people see you know it's like whatever walk around and people just kind of keep their space like they should but like i think we're gonna see it's not just gonna be the the asians in the airport that we used to make fun of and i say that as someone who's asian um well japan has very little deaths and it's just because everyone is used to wearing a mask yeah exactly it's like they were onto something. Like they were like really smart about this airport stuff. Of like, you breathe in fucking gross air here. There's a ton of people from all over the fucking place in kind like conjugated one area. Someone's sick here. Someone's gonna get someone else sick with something weird. Might just be like a cold. Like, why do you want a cold? Like, why yeah. like, just wear a mask in an airport and on an airplane? It's not that big of a deal. They, were, like I said, they were like way ahead of their time and they knew that stuff. It's a mask wearing culture, like you said, in Asia to begin with. I think that's gonna make its place to the world. And then again, it's roughly you're going to see you're always just going to see someone with a mask on i think that's that's totally fine yeah but 
Uh, anyways, continuing on, bedroom bedroom stew now doesn't have the separate room. Although, like as we we gave kind of like a mini tour of where the house looks like now here, uh, the studio is still kind of a studio here. Yeah, but I'm it, impressed. It's not a it's not quite the same thing. We had talked about doing some other stuff, but yeah. Anyways, continue on with uh with the, with the new studio, new space. Yeah. So the biggest change between last pod and now is what i'm focusing my energy on or whatever in terms of the work yeah, yeah i was big on the instagram grind making sure i was making content regularly where now i don't really post anymore but i've been i've realized i was talking about it a little earlier off off air that the people you know is really what brings the opportunities so i've pretty much become a guitar plug for a lot of producers that aren't you know big time producers but they got more clout than me and this one dude in particular chef keys shout out chef keys chef keys yep he's based in vancouver okay i become his main plug and i made i made some money yeah yeah file a 1099 this year yeah, I'm going to have nice, to. Nice, I have the LLC set up, by the way, also. Did I t- oh, wait. No, I had that set up already. I yeah. got the bank card, though. Nice. Nice. Bank cards are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that looks like Chef. Oh, no. That looks like an actual chef. Yeah, I know. I, I, I realized <laughs> that I, that was probably a terrible thing to type into Google is Chef Key. Or Chef Keys? Like plural? Yep, plural. All right. Anyways, he, he paid me for like a pack of 10 guitar loops, whatever. And he has access to a lot more artists than I do. So with him, we've, I've probably gotten eight songs now with my guitar loops in it on songs. So I've been getting some royalties through DistroKid. Nice. Been getting that set up. He actually, he's been really cool. Like he's been dropping tips for me and this one thing that he said to me that really stuck that I need to pursue more is he said what I should do since I'm strongest at coming up with the melody parts or guitar loops or whatever is scour artists production credits, find the producers, the beat makers, hit them up and be like, yo, I got some guitar loops because 99% of these hip hop producers can't play an instrument. And the ones that can play are, is mostly piano, and there's even fewer guitarists. So I think there's a big place there. So long story short, I'm just trying to do more full songs, being a part of that any way I can, whether it's being the producer or just the guitarist. Trying to make connections with people that are a little further along the path than I am. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's it. that's like a really, like, not only like logical next step, but also kind of like a, um, I guess the word is logical. Like it's it, it's one of those things. I feel like that's like the, the point where that you it sounds like you hit. It might not be this exactly, but it sounds like this is some loose like description of it. Of, hey, I feel like I need to make some sort of transition here, to like just 
I don't know why. Sometimes people do it just to change things up. Some people do it because like they're losing interest in grinding out the day-to-day stuff that the process they've been working on. And people just need to like look at it from a different perspective. There's like a lot of different reasons that goes into it, but I think there's a lot of people that this is where they kind of jump off. Like not in a good way. Like they I guess it's like fall off the wagon, I guess it'd be like an alcoholics talk, but where it's like, Hey, I need to make a change. I don't know what that change is because I either got lucky with how I was doing things before or the process I was doing before, like, was it like really heavily work intensive? And now I don't have that kind of time anymore because my life individually changed. Uh, Just again, a bunch of different stuff, but instead of like really sitting down and figuring out, okay, how do I make my process evolve and change to, continue to get better, not just keep doing the same thing over and over because that will get stale too for, you know, everybody, including that, like that person. Um, they just decide to like hang it up or just try something different, like not related to what they're doing for you. It's obviously like making beats and making songs and things like that. But like plenty of other people that are just trying to do whatever, um, like they just like, you know what, I'm going to find something new. And like, I think a lot of people probably tell themselves, it's just going to be something to like change things up, interject or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's been three years since they've, picked up a guitar or it's been like four years since they like were working on a car or something or whatever their hobby or their thing was it's that when the hobby needs to evolve into like an actual thing i don't know if i want to call it a profession yet but maybe that step before like calling it a profession like i think there's so many people that like don't know how to go through that Mm -hmm. and so they either just like chance it and just like i don't know i think this is the thing and it's not because they realize it's not really random what you do it's like the process is very much involved or they just decide to like hang it up. And it's kind of cool to like see you're like, yeah, it's if you just it's not it's never the story is never to me, at least when I hear them. It's never I did this thing the exact same way for five years straight. Didn't change a thing. And man, I, I it, it worked out. Mm-hmm. There's always a bunch of points in there where it's like, yeah, I could summarize it in like two to three sentences. But there's a bunch of moments there where it's like, hey, if I don't change this or I don't tweak that or I don't have a different perspective here, like none of the rest is going to happen. And that's I don't know. It's just like this, to me, that's kind of where it like sounds like you were at and yeah, kind of pursuing this next thing. When I stopped posting regularly, I was kind of lost. Like, oh crap, you know, like I'm burnt out from yeah, doing yeah, these beats out, every yeah. day, and I kind of felt guilty for not posting. You know, which is crazy. But then you know, I went a month without posting. I'm like, the world isn't hasn't fallen. Uh, let's let's try to figure out how to approach this smarter. I kind of realized there's so many people doing what I was doing that I kind of needed to change things up. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think in and probably within the context of like the world that you were in, right? Correct. Not in general. A ton of people that were posting every day, making like trying to come up with like original content every day. Uh, like making beats every day, like that part of it. But once you start like minimizing it down to, okay, people that were doing all those things just mentioned, oh, they're all weirdly doing all these things too. And so like, there's all, there's more outlets than just me for them to go to. And yeah, I totally could see like, uh, that makes a lot of sense of like, oh, I need to like figure something different out and try something new. Um, and again, like I said, I think there's a lot of people that are like, eh, like they'll they'll basically de- get defeated is what ends up happening is like I, it didn't like they'll admit that they didn't work before they're willing to actually truly give it their all like it's the i talk about like will versus want like they just want to be let's use your example 
like want to be a music producer. They want to like turn this into a profession and make like a career out of this. Not necessarily blow up, right? Yeah. But maybe, you know, I think everyone dreams of that. Everyone dreams of winning the lottery, right? But they they just want it, but they're not willing to do those things. And that's cool to like hear someone that's like, hey, this stuff might not work, right? I think that's everyone can like kind of like acknowledge that is always that part of anything you do is yeah that might not work but i'm willing to try i'm willing to like go see if it's not going to work and if it doesn't work i'm willing to go do the next thing that hopefully does work out and it yeah it's like again it's just that that point where you have to make that pivot and now you did and yeah so like your day-to-day when you're here back in like august right before you took that boundary water trip i think it was like the last thing you were doing taking like the off the grid break yeah it was like the you wake up at like i'm generalizing some of the stuff wake up like 10 make breakfast eat studio grind for like a couple hours like i don't know i think you like worked out or did something else like lunch studio grind for another few hours and then like call it a day did some like gaming or cod or whatever yeah is that like still the same parameters now and in, in, in doing stuff kind or did of, you change it up well one thing i really realized was I think the the grind I was doing was pretty unhealthy, mainly not because I was working too hard per se, but I was like just in that room by myself <laughs> all day, every day. Yeah. And the room is not like a great window room. That, yeah, yeah. That room, that window <laughs> yeah, is so tiny. You could say that. And it's like on the side of a house attached to the ground. But yeah, continue. So another thing I realized that makes everything more fun and just more enjoyable, I guess, is collaborating on some project with another person or people versus just doing everything by myself in the bedroom to post on my instagram yeah do you think that like because it was a very like isolated way of doing things yeah um and it's one of those things too where it's like i don't know it probably any any and all grinds that people are on are all probably unhealthy, right? I think that's yeah. why they call it like the grind. It's like, hey, you're willing to like sacrifice health in some form, right? Sometimes it's mental, sometimes it's physical, uh, whatever it is, spiritual, I guess, if you're into that thing too, right? It's some sort of sacrifice to try to get to a place where you feel like you can, I don't know, find some sort of bigger purpose or bigger sense of understanding of things, right? But again, the, the grind is, hey, I'm willing to do this, and if it doesn't work, I might lose this thing and not get to the place I'm at, and then I get stuck in limbo. But like, kind of like how you're grinding is like very isolated. Go to the room again. There's one tiny ass window at the top. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's cold in the winter. Type Even stuff. in the summer, I think <laughs> I would have the heater on in the summer. Oh, man, yeah. I I mean I I love the cold, but like even me for me, it's like this is kind of fucking cold in here, man. Um, do you think like having an isolation st- like type of process on top of we're in a like very weird time in the world and history of everyone feels incredibly isolated, like lifestyle wise of by not their own choice. Right. Yeah. yeah. Outside of maybe like a select few students at like the university of Alabama. Like, do you feel like those two things like accelerated your feeling of like, this isn't going to work. Or do you feel like you were just going to hit this point at this point, regardless of whether or not there was a pandemic forcing like everybody to feel isolated. It's kind of like isolation squared. Well, trying to think of how to respond to that. Can you repeat? Do you think if I would have ended up in the same spot if the world? Yeah. Do you feel like, yeah. Didn't go into a pandemic. Pretty much like, yeah, the way you're grinding, do you feel like you were always going to hit this point relatively at this point of the process? Or do you feel like it was because 
the way you did it is part of the reason, but also part of the reason is like the isolation you felt from just the pandemic. Yeah. Well, I've, I've had the tendency to burn myself out by trying to do too many things too early. Mm -hmm. And I think now, especially I'm, I'm trying to scale things back, not slack off, but not be such a perfectionist and try to enjoy the process more. And I I realized when I was doing these songs, even if it was just a guitar loop with other people, I just enjoyed being a part of a project, sharing a connection with one or more people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. <clears throat> when I when I say doing this with other people, I'm still doing the vast majority of the work by myself in my bedroom, but just to be in contact or being a part of the project is a lot more rewarding to me now. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like being part of like a community yeah. versus like in cre- your creating for the community. And yeah, the, the, the percentage of work isn't always even, it rarely is like yeah. fair and even fair, maybe, but like equal, very very rare is it ever like exactly equal or even close to it and that's fine i think that's always part of just how the makeup is but yeah totally i can totally understand like the whole like i'll make it for people and we have something to work on and then it creates the next steps for us um and then i figure out again my individual part of that and how i fit in versus i make it for social media and i post it on there and then i do the same thing yeah i I think that's a that's like, like a really like interesting evolution from one to the next, because I think that's the other thing too, where it's like social media has a really weird way of both making you feel like you are part of a community, but also making you feel like you're not at the same time. Yeah. And like, and we can go for days on the negatives of social media and, and, and we've done it a little bit on previous episodes, but, um, so yeah, so working community, working groups, like, collaborating with different people are you still doing we three honcho stuff like what's the next thing whether it's three honchos whether it's solo project stuff whether it's guitar loops for vancouver producers like what what's what's next kind of steps here going forward yeah one other point i wanted to add prior to this i realized that i enjoyed being the part of the community or whatever Mm -hmm. when i did a collab back i think it was in september the beat sold first one nice. ever nice did another collab that beat sold Damn. and then i hit up chef keys yeah and then get song placements Damn. with him and you know in the nine months or whatever prior to that i hadn't done any of that by myself <laughs> and then in a matter of a month i realized you know other people are the key but yeah we three honchos is still around <laughs> but it <sighs> Just dive First into of it, all, dive into there it. will be an EP dropping on Valentine's Day, 2021. What's up in the air? Three weeks. Is Three weeks, man. Correct. <laughs> Three and a half ish. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. What's up in the air is if the group that releases the EP will be called We Three Honchos. Oh no! Oh no! I know. That's my response. So all of a sudden, EJ Killer and Honcho Tan. It seems like they want to take this group super seriously all of a sudden, and they're claiming We Three Honchos isn't a marketable name. And 
I'm like, okay, there's a chance. But how can you come to that conclusion when we haven't done any marketing ever? <laughs> and they're so set on changing the name. Do they have name recommendations? Nope. Yet? Nothing. So no. it, they just don't and, like it, but they don't have a replacement for it. Correct. And yeah. the it doesn't make any sense also because my distro kid, I have the joint account. So I pay 35 a year to get two different accounts you can upload so I have Manga Manga Beats and I have We Three Honchos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we change the name, we have to make a new distro kit. <laughs> and we have the EP. We have to upload the EP within a week too. To distro kit because they want it on the. They want it uploaded at least two weeks before it goes live. Oh shit! <sighs> so everything points to not changing the name, but all of a sudden they want to. And. How, okay, percentage wise, how much are you done with the EP? Like ninety percent done, you think? Or? Ninety. Okay. So eight percent. So, okay. Done. So it, I just so have it's to finish happen. mixing one song. Yeah, yeah. How many songs? Just five. I guess that's that's legit. Taylor Swift, I think, came out with an EP today of like six songs that were all just. She on. dropped another EP. I don't know. I I couldn't figure it she out. She dropped two albums last year. Yeah, no. She dropped. No, okay. This EP was bullshit because it was really confusing for ten. All it did Wait, was confuse me for like up. ten minutes because it was just six songs that were on the the two albums she dropped from earlier. So I'm wondering if like a, a greatest hits of the two albums. Yeah, I, I don't really fucking get what she was doing. My dropped guess. Your hand while dancing chapter. Yeah, my guess is that this EP came out in other formats before these albums or something like that. And then the albums came out and then she's like, Oh yeah, I forgot about this EP. And so Spotify put it on there. I don't, I don't know. Whatever it dude. Her last album I thought was pretty fire though. Uh, what's it called? Evermore or folk evermore. Yeah, yeah. I forget what the order is. I, Hey, I just, at least uh, there's a few good, there's a few really good songs on that. I would agree. I would agree. I think, uh, I just listened to, I have a coworker who's a huge, like Taylor Swift fan. And, she didn't challenge me to do this. I, for some reason, took it upon myself to, in an attempt to relate to my coworkers over a, for, in like a digital working environment, um, I decided to listen to the entire Taylor Swift uh, discography in reverse, starting with Evermore. And really? I'm now, I'm on her first album. I'm halfway through her first album. So I've gotten through eight and a half albums. What and, have been uh, your thoughts? I'll start with what I would consider my hottest take is I think that Taylor Swift, I keep messing your name, but Taylor Swift is the, I'm on the edge of my seat. I don't know how to phrase this. I don't know how to phrase <laughs> this. I don't know which one I want to go with. I'm, I'm, you know I'm going to go with the hotter, hotter take out of the two. Uh, I'm, I'm, we're going to go aggressive here. I think she is the, regardless of genre, greatest female musician of all time. Really? I think so. And now, part of that is because I'm presuming that album number 10, which is the next one that she's going to release, she's released nine studio albums, a bunch of other random shit, right? I don't count the Christmas one. I don't count, like, the EPs and stuff like that. Or, like, it's just the albums. I don't count, like, deluxe ones, whatever, right? Nine studio albums. Yep. The next one would be 10. I guarantee that, like, there's no way that she doesn't take 10, like, in a weird, serious way to, like, this is going to be, like, really important in some way. Um... And then I'm assuming that she's going to have at least two more that are also going to be, let's say, like, mid, like, if you're going to rank all her albums, say she does 12, right? They're going to be, 11 and 12 will be somewhere in the middle, which is still going to be really, really good. I don't think that, because it's now been a 15-year, like, period that she's released music. 06 was her, her debut album. 2020, like, literally two weeks left of 2020, she released number nine. 
Number 10 is my guess will come out end of 2021. Maybe the single comes out like January 2022. And then the album is going to be a 2021 through like 2022 kind of thing. Um, and then I think she's going to take a break. That just That's just my guess. That's what I think she's going to do. I think she's I, engaged or like rumored to be engaged to some really? other guy. Deep, I did a big deep dive. Okay, when you go listen to an entire discography of someone that has more than two albums, let's put it that way, like you end up having to do a bunch of research on it. Um, I I obliged, but yeah, I think she's for sure on the Mount Rushmore. I would, uh, yeah, I, I of, agree with yeah, that of, for sure. Yeah, top four of all time for sure. Um, again, regardless of genre, it gets really tricky with some of the older singers and like how do you grade and like justify greatness. Like, Cher, I think, has had a number one hit in five decades. Like, how do you compare that against Taylor Swift? I don't know. But I also think, like, just, like, the impact she's had in the era that she came out in of starting with, like, end-of-disc albums um, in the illegal download piracy age through digital streaming, like, social media involved in everything, like, virtual kind of place we're at right now. Like, she's kind of covered this weird stretch in 15 years of right place, right time for her. And there's some songs on some of her early stuff that are like, ooh, this is kind of cringy. And then there's some things where it's like, man, I get why you made the pop transition when you did. Because you, like, were just ramming your head against the ceiling of, like, what country, air quotes, was, like, constraining you as an artist to do. Um, But, yeah, no, I, I... Again, it's I don't know if there's and again some of this is probably honestly based off of like sexism and like gender bias in producing not only producing like marketing, uh, like promotional things of female artists and their music and like the importance of it. But again, you could argue too, especially in the last five years, has there been a more influential female artist? No. Mm-hmm. And it's like and then you start looking at who's had more impact some social issues come up where it's like, yeah, there's probably more important impact, but was it more? I don't know. Like, yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's up there. A few years ago, well, I'm still subscribed to a few of them, but it was when I was practicing hard for guitar. So I was subscribed to a lot of guitar YouTube channels yeah, and yeah. pretty much everyone made a video at some point about how Taylor Swift was like a modern day guitar hero because she inspired so many especially young girls to pick up the guitar and they were like praising taylor swift yeah which i agree that's cool if he inspires someone to pick something up exactly speaking of inspiration um and maybe we'll we'll save it for the for the tail end of it and go you know actually fuck it let's just go into it now since we're talking about this anyways uh uh off pod i shared with you second hot take of the pod of this section for sure of uh Olivia Rodrigo, little driver's license. Speaking of Taylor Swift, too, I think she's there's a high chance she's the next generation Taylor Swift. That that was gonna be hot take number three. Um, wow, hot take. Yeah, hot take number two is uh, driver's license. I think is not only the best song of 2020, regardless of genre. You because you had mentioned best pop song of 2020. I don't one. think you can say 2020 though because uh, sorry 2021. we're we're still in January, so I still okay. get the years yeah, mixed yeah, up. Yeah. My bad. That's fair. Yeah, I think it's the best song of 2021, and it's literally again we have 11 months of 2021 left. I don't think there's a song that's gonna be better than it. I don't. I, I at all. Um, I think it's the best song of the last decade. Yeah, I don't. I, it it this early and then again early call. Give me a month and maybe I'll come off of that a little bit, but 
I think that this thing is it's unbelievable. Like it it's and again, it's, you know more like the music stuff than me and like the producing stuff, whatever, but like the the production of it in terms of like I think it's not only a power ballad, which is nuts to like do a pop song on, right? As your first one. Usually power ballads are like song or hit number like four after you have like, oh, first one's just like introduce the artist. Second one is like actually they have a little bit of depth. Third one is like hey, is this person like a megastar, usually on their second album? And then usually like between four and six, they take a risk and they go like power ballad. And that's usually either where second album's the last album that was relevant or that's the reason why after the second album they had like four more, right? So it's kind of like one of those kind of situations, I think, with with her, with Olivia, where it's like she did it on number one. She's 17. Nuts. Yeah, it's her first song. That thing's got over 150 million streams already. Yeah, it set the record for one day streams at 17 million. Wow. I, I believe, and it might have broke that since. Uh, Twitter told me to listen to it. This I'm, is how I found it. Yeah, by the way. I'm pretty sure she wrote wrote it herself too, she or did, at yeah. least yeah was involved in a yeah big. She way. wrote the original version, and I think after that she signed to some label because she's on that Disney Plus show, yeah. the High School Musical, the musical, the series, or whatever. It's a mouthful. Um, creative title. I don't mind the title actually, but. She definitely wrote the, the the original one, and then they had some Touched professionals it tweak yeah. it and like, hey, yeah. change these words and whatever. But I, it's the way it's built. And again, you could listen and go on YouTube and listen to podcasts and find a bunch of different reactions from like people that are probably significantly more qualified than the two of us. But like, how every I haven't found one person other than roommate Chase to like nag on this thing. Yeah, everyone has actually gone the opposite and been like, this thing is like unreal. And when I first heard it, I thought I was, like, the only one that had known of the song. I obviously saw, like, the Twitter stuff, of like, records and all this stuff. But I'm like, I wonder if it, like, made it to here. Like, I didn't know it was had been out for, like, a week and a half. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, had this, like, two-hour moment of, like, am I the only one that knows, like, how fucking, like, awesome this song is? And then it turns out that actually everyone did. But, yeah, Hot Takes 2 and 3 is, I think it's the biggest song of 2021. And I think it's the best song, not biggest, best, and best song of the last decade. Um, and speaking of Taylor Swift... I think that one of the arguments I made in my notes I was taking on my Taylor Swift discography journey the last like week or week or so was I'm not sure there's another Taylor Swift out there that like in terms of like come around and put out nine albums and have this kind of talent and develop and get better and like take over the world basically um, from a musical standpoint. And then I was introduced to Driver's License and now I completely like blown that whole theory up. She's definitely got a shot. It'll be interesting to see the next work that's put out by her yeah she's got to want it too I, I i totally get at like age 24 like being like ah, i don't want to do this anymore so that might not happen from that sense but she's got all the talent it's like watching lebron james in high school well, kind i of thing. i peaked her spotify bio because i was like who is this girl yeah. she only has one song yeah everyone did that and yeah first time they heard about it i think she's gonna be around a long time because her bio is talking about how she's been writing songs since like four years old so yeah Yeah. she's 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 a wonder kid yeah like for sure just like nuts uber talented like discovered by disney doing other crazy stuff and it's just like the way it builds the lyric the lyrics are out of this world lyrics are perfect angst out of this fucking world man it's and that's where it's nuts where it's like i thought this was like a 25 year old and this thing was engineered like a motherfucker like 
engineered not like in production music production but like behind the scenes like string pulling of like we're gonna get the best fucking songwriters whatever like we're cre- we're creating a radio hit that's what we're fucking doing right now i thought that's what it was i didn't know it was like this 17 16 year old girl writing from like what now there might be a few kind of like cracks in the story here where it's like maybe it was like fabricated a little bit and this actually isn't about like her real life stuff and again we can discuss the merits of like doing a deep dive down a rabbit hole about a 17 year old's love triangle like (laughs) power ballad but at the same time it's like it's just for her to write most of it and then just have to have it get tweaked there's only four people listed on like the production credits it's her and then like three like an engineer a producer whatever the producer yeah if it was anyone i know Nah, I didn't hear of him, and then I looked his stuff up, and it's like, some you'll notice the artist he worked with, but nothing, this is like his first, like, mega hit, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's definitely involved with other artists that have, like, definitely had success. But, I mean, I could go forever, and again, you could listen to a handful of podcasts, and there's a bunch of, you know, YouTube videos out there about it, but just, like, the way it's layered, the way it builds, the crazy bridge after the second chorus, like... That's it. It to me is like the perfect song. Um, will it hold up and stand the test of time? I would say I really think it will. But again, that stuff's not really up to like me. And you definitely can't call that stuff two weeks after it gets released. Any any song. Yeah. But like, I think this is this generation's Purple Rain. Like I could see it. That kind of thing where it's like. Man, and again, Purple Rain might mean more for people here in like Minnesota and stuff specifically, but like, I, I just think it's like just this huge like mega hit where it's just like you don't really know how good it is yet. It it's only gonna get better over time. That's that would be where I would say is like it's not even as good as you think it is yet. And you everyone like I said has just thought it's nuts, but I don't know. It I it's the uh, I thought that this you know what it remind me of honestly, and not to like bring it back to like your work in, 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 in the studio here. It, uh, it reminded me of kind of like the same song structure of what I felt or created the same feeling. The song structure in this and the song structure in... Uh, I'm blanking on the name for it, though. Uh, the Akemi song that you worked with with her. Shout out Akemi. In My Head? Yeah. That's the one that got in Chanel, by the way. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I told you, man. I told you that like from the from day one, not say, claiming anything. Yeah, I'm that was like, my favorite one that yeah. I did with her. Yeah, where it's like... Same thing, where it's like the same feeling of like it builds a lot and stuff like that and gets layered the right way. And then, um, for those that haven't listened to it, like the when the guitar comes in and like all that stuff is kind of the same way. Obviously, a guitar solo versus a crazy vocal bridge with like a complete like key change and shift and everything else is different, but it's like same again. You're adding something like new and like different. Like, I thought it was like that's exact same kind of thing. Like, the first time I heard it in my head. First time I heard this, like same feelings. Hate to say it, that maybe driver's license, the feeling was heightened a significantly amount That's more. Okay. But uh, <laughs> no, I was like, hey, dude, this is like same kind of thing. Of it builds to something, and then again, I always picture like the video side of things. I think the music video is really, really, really good too. But it's like same thing of like you can use in my head in similar ways that you can use. Uh, driver's license in terms yeah. of like the cinematography side of things, but, but yeah, man, oh uh, yeah, dude, Chanel, like Russian Chanel, right? Well, it's Russian, oh, L, Russian L magazine, uh, 
legitimate Chanel though. Yeah. Ad okay. placement. Is it is like an ad? Is it what is so? Is it on YouTube? Uh, I don't know. I could I could show you on Instagram. Wait, can you log into Instagram on there? Um, I can't. I'm off the grid though, man. I might be able to pull up your. Oh, you Instagram, don't have an though. account, right? Yeah. What's uh? Is it on uh, uh, Manga Manga uh, Beats? Go go to Akemi's. It's should be Akemi CBT on Instagram. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would like to think that I'm going to cut this as we talk through this out of the, the pod, but I probably won't. So I apologize now that we're talking uh, about this. This thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, you can't fucking view posts? How do you not? Really? Okay. We'll watch it afterwards. But either way, like, sick. Well, that was <laughs> another instance. So. Yeah. She's from France, and her stepmom is a stylist or something at this magazine. And they were trying to make this ad, but they didn't like the song. And then so her stepmom's like, my stepdaughter is a singer. And then we pitched them the song, and they loved it. So just knowing the right people. Yeah. Being in the right place. Yeah. Um, I, I've said this off air, and at the same time, it's like, there's a few, and obviously you had zero control over this, and it's not really a complaint. There are a few things from the original vocal sample where, like, the lyric-wise, where I thought it was, like, I would have kept that. Other than that, though, like, the song's awesome. I always Wait, what do you mean? Just some of the arrangements, because, like, like, when you got the original vocals and you're, like, you were building the song originally, just some of the things that she had said, like, how she had said it, I just thought we were, like, oh... They just, like, change a word here, mm. kind of, you know, like, whatever, like, end on this syllable here, whatever. Just little things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, and it comes, that comes on just opinion. That's not really – it's just the producer that she's working with. Like, my opinion is that this is how it should go. And I was just – I personally, having zero credibility at this, I was just as a, a, again, personal opinion of someone who had heard both versions, was like, I probably would have kept that. But, dude, that's sick that it's in uh, L Magazine, Russia. Uh have you have you done more stuff with her? I saw her like EP came out too. Yeah, we. That was actually something I was maybe gonna talk about. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, we're planning on releasing a song a month this year. Ooh. Wait, we as in like you are going to, or you well, and a cameo? She's going on. to release it. I'm kind of her producer now, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Little Jack Antonoff, and, Taylor Swift. Uh, I figure if it was Reputation or 1989, but, like, um, Max Martin pretty much just did. Dude, Max Martin is a freak of nature. Yeah, I love Max Martin, man. Um, I think everyone loves Max Martin, though, so that's not really, like, a he's, hot take by any means. He, I think he's got more number one hits than anyone else. Oh, yeah, dude is. He started in, what, late 80s, early 90s, and just, like, engineered modern pop? Do you know his story? So he's from Sweden, mm-hmm. and he dropped out of high school and played in some really weird subgenre of metal band like he was a he was a metal musician and then he just realized he could do pop at a master level that no one else could <laughs> and then just had a ton of hits <clears throat> and the rest is history i'm pretty sure yeah no pretty much i mean he was like the start of all of that like teen pop stuff right with like britney spears backstreet boys and sync kind of thing and then yeah engineered like that 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 was a big thing that was like with the uh back to driver's license where it's like 
you add some like one thing, not like more than one. It's just like one thing at a time. You start with something super simple, like just keys, just like a super like simple bass thing like in the background, maybe like a simple percussion that's like really like dull. And then every like verse or chorus change or whatever, like you just add one thing. And it like it creates this like I want more, I know more is coming, I'm anticipating it, what's next? And then that's why I think this is Again, the lyrics are obviously like phenomenal. She's an amazing like talent singing it, but like that bridge, man. That bridge was like, oh shit. It's kind of like the same thing, bridge wise for in my head with a Kemi, where it's same feeling of like that build anticipation, and then like it hits the right spots with it. And again, both are I I, I really like both songs. Both are different in how it does it, but that bridge is just a killer in yeah. in driver's license. Like just the Oh man, but yeah, no, just very, very Max Martin to to do it that way. Of, and obviously I've learned all of this in the last forty eight hours as yeah. I've researched all this stuff too. But I mean, I knew Max Martin before this, obviously, but like how that all works. But yeah, it's nuts, just nuts. But yeah, Akemi and I, song a month. I might not be the producer on all those songs, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, I think the majority. We're probably gonna have a song out. Well, it probably won't be out for like two weeks, but. Uh, I'm f- working on finishing it right now. Nice. It's titled Aquarius. We're in Aquarius season. She's really into the astrology bullshit. <laughs> oh, hey, don't. <laughs> but I'll, I'll 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 beep that out for you. We don't want to. Oh, I tell her that. Oh, <laughs> oh, but okay, yeah, you enough, should yeah. bleep it out so we don't offend <laughs> listeners. That's true. That's true. We're not we're not we're not here to make enemies with any yeah, yeah. astrology. Uh folk but you know i'm in full support of it because that's the type of thing that could blow up on tiktok something aquarius an yeah. astrology sign yeah she didn't do so is that like the first year and she's gonna do each sign just title oh. after each one i just, I, I should start just that yeah, might be a little see. too much but yeah we got just throw like a little bit of each one in there and then like when you like release like it as an album after the year of 12 right i'm again i'm just yeah. off the top of my head here then you could tie it all in and like zodiac it all together mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck they're called and it's like just little thoughts little, little little tidbits well so i was talking to her i think it was last night actually we talked for a while because we're like mapping out yeah. our moves or whatever and i think what we're gonna try is we have several songs in the works three are pretty much done but we also have probably seven in the works in some way and most of them are completely different vibes like aquarius it's kind of like this lo-fi pop with reggae interesting okay infusions yeah yeah and uh i i wrote a pop or a house track like a pop house interesting i'm gonna have her sing on okay and then we have one that's like a very modern trap like spanish style interesting so long story short is i i told her and she's on board with it we're just gonna try a bunch of different things out and see if things stick Mm -hmm. because if something flops it doesn't really matter yeah yeah but for her i'm trying to get her to like ten thousand monthly listeners by the end of the year which i think is achievable for sure and if we can do that i think there's a pretty good shot she can get signed to a label because she's 
I was talking to her and she's meeting with someone, a record label executive. But if we can get her, first of all, good songs. I'm very confident on it. Uh, she's got a great ear for melody and just songwriting in general. And I'm confident in my production. It's just a matter of the stars align properly or we get put into a playlist and, you know, we can get to that. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's some that's out of our control for sure, but I'm confident we have the ability to get to that point Yeah, of 10,000 monthly listeners, and I just kind of made that up. But I think that's enough where it's, like, notable. Like, it's not nothing. Mm-hmm. It's enough to gain attraction. Yeah. But, yeah. I like it. I like it. I think yeah. that, yeah. I, I, I also think, like, I also really believe in having realistic lofty goals right yeah yeah. so like i think anyone who's like oh i'm setting out to do this to become like the next jeff bezos i think i would probably tell you to go fuck yourself right so it's like not that kind of thing but ten thousand monthly listeners after a year of putting out 10 to 12 songs right whatever maybe if you don't produce all of them so let's call it six to 12 somewhere in that range i think that's that's like a really good place to aim because it also makes you like uphold a standard when you're making it so it's not just like a hey, I told you we're going to do one a month. Let's just put one a month out. And you have like a bad April and a lazy July, right? It makes you put out every one being like, let's build on it. Let's get better. It's not the same thing. We're not building on it to like make the next song similar, whatever. But let's get to a point where, hey, we're making what we put out each month is like both of us are understanding that it's it's really something that we feel is pushed us to like actually like uphold the standard mm-hmm. and not just like again like i said like have like a lazy like one off or two off or whatever but no that's dope i think that's legit i think we also should probably like start a record label that only creates competition for other record labels so that way if it yeah i always thought about doing this of like you have something that's there so it's like we always can like go back to the to the real record label like listen we have another offer um if you could just like up oh, it a little yeah. bit a little bit more uh i think i think <laughs> we want to go with you we want to go with you but their offer is slightly better um because that was one thing that you know la ian the model that he is now uh his agency he was saying you know last week on on the pod he was like hey uh we here's the contract look it over um we recommend you going in and shopping it around like they're really like up front of like yeah you should make sure that we're not ripping you off like go look at other places we don't want to like as in other modeling agencies yeah but oh. like ian was already like die with the lie at this point so he was yeah. like yeah for sure no for sure i'll definitely i have, I have a couple meetings I, yeah i don't think he said that i'm kind of making this stuff up now but like he's like yeah he's like yeah i made it seem like i might do that stuff but i read it i was like this seems pretty straightforward um i don't have any other offers i don't even know why you're you're offering me so yeah and he signed it and moved but yeah it'd be sick what uh so Valentine's Day, put we three honchos with an asterisk. Yeah, we do have the name of the EP, EP? and we have the splash art. <sighs> nice. What's the splash uh, art is clean. I'm is very really? pleased with it. I made it. it. Yeah. Okay. What's the uh, name of the EP? Through it all. <laughs> <laughs> through it all is in like T H E R E W, like throwing something, or through no, is like in like through going through going through. Okay. Yep. Okay. Through it all, we three honchos question mark asterisk drops valentine's day 2021 yes five song ep i'm pumped i'm pumped for it. is it is it gonna be a blend of old is it five new songs or is it no not? it's okay. it's you guys have two 
three out, right? Yeah. Yeah. They want to delete left on red, first of all, and I, I say that's iconic. <laughs> I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's really not very n- new thing. So they'll have mistakes I made, which will actually be a year old on Valentine's <laughs> Day. Uh, Lost uh, Boy, which we released in December. Uh, I think we decided to call this one Cold. It's Cold yeah, Bitch yeah, Part yeah, yeah. 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is actually fire. Uh, <laughs> what You Left With Me and Hate to Hate You. Hate to Hate You. Which, that's the one I'm working on, right, finishing up right now. Okay. It's fire. Yeah. I'm pumped. I'm and pumped. what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. From here on out, after we release this, I think the honchos were just going to put out a song at a time pretty much as we finish it. Yeah. And the workflow is going to be so much faster from now on because I've learned so much from the Ryan Tedder songwriting class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty much what it is is you write three songs, each like more progressively. You add more production, layers, whatnot. But you watch him write the song. He writes them with you. And you can just watch his process. And I've learned so much just watching how he does things. Yeah. So, for example, the old honchos, usually I'd have the beat. We spend four hours coming up with melodies, half-baked lyrics, whatnot. His his process is you have the music, start with the hook, find a melody, record the melody, just going like, ah, mm-hmm. getting the melody down. Do that with the verse, pre-chorus, whatever you need. Then come back in, write the hook, the lyrics, then the pre-choruses, then the verses. And you can just record with auto-tune right away so it doesn't have to be perfect. And just so you have a reference, it feels like you're making amazing progress, which you are. Whereas if you don't record anything, which that's what we do until we recorded the final ones, you're kind of four hours in, feel like you haven't done anything because you still need one line in the verse. But I think we'll be able to pound songs out way faster now. Yeah, sick. No, I uh, that makes a lot of sense. Like it's almost like that mental like kung fu, like Jedi mind trick kind of thing to yourself of like exactly like have something down. You have something recorded. You have progress. You have done something other than like sitting around one person playing COD, passing chore when they fucking die, and then like yeah, four hours later, all right, let's go get D spot. Um, yeah. No, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, we both are big fans of the show Songland. I tried to get it on, yeah. get you on that earlier than uh, than you finally jumped on, but glad you jumped on. So it's a, uh, yeah, it's an interesting class. It'd be interesting to watch it, like to to do that, like the Ryan Tedder thing, where the the class or whatever. I just think that stuff's like so cool, especially yeah. him, like he him specifically, like he just well, fucking and, hit after hit from him. Yeah, and one of the things he said that really resonated with me was. He was like, you need to suck enough, kind of like. He was talking about how he's met so many musicians, and I have two at Berkeley that way better actual technical musicians than I am or he was. But he's like, most of the producers out there suck. Like, not suck, suck, but they're not great instrumentalists. They're not perfect singers. But yet they have more way more hits than yeah. anyone else and he was talking about benny blanco yeah and he's like 
when he works with Benny Blanco, he'll like touch a key on the piano and be like, what's that? It sounds good. He he doesn't know how to play any instrument. He doesn't know any theory, but you know, he's gotten what a dozen hit songs probably. Oh yeah. We at least a dozen last year. So that was another, that was something that resonated with me. So now I'm kind of like taking it back. I'm realizing you don't need to be perfect you don't have to be a great singer, guitarist, piano player, all in one to be a, a producer. <clears throat> so that's that's encouraged me. I've been writing a lot of songs actually, and I'll nice, record nice. with auto tune just me. I know it sounds like shit, and yeah, who cares? Yeah, yeah. So that's been cool. Yeah, no, that's what we talked about, kind of like full circle back to this to you know out of the woods radio where it's like you just gotta like yeah, you just gotta suck through those reps. Like it, it's the biggest thing where it's like you just gotta do it over and over. And yeah, you you might be a Benny Blanca where it's like, oh, actually this worked and it's a major hit and now everyone wants to work with me and wow, we actually kind of like figure some stuff out. And you might not, but like, uh, yeah, there's, that's, I think that's so true of songwriting. That's so true of podcasting. That's true of anything you do though. Like there are people that are super talented, uber talented at it, but either their own needing to do it a specific way, perfectionism whatever, kind of going back to the beginning of the pod when you talked about, like, your process, right? They didn't involve their process. They were like, no, the process has to be this. I know it has to be this. Whatever. I'm not changing it. If there's so many of those types of people, for whatever reason, that don't actually get the same success as someone who plays a note on a keyboard. Like, oh, that sounds cool. Let's build it around that. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's, is it fair? Probably not. But at the same time, like, that's just not how it works. And the quicker you can grasp that and the quicker you can, like, understand it's more about like you just actively doing it and completing stuff and then figuring out what to do next from that. But having that done, not hypothetically in your head, having it done, like actually literally doing it. It's the only way you actually know if you're getting better. Mental reps are great, but at some point they're not real. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's probably a little bit of what tether is. And I, yeah, I'd subscribe to that big where it's like, yeah, you can know it, but unless you're doing it, you're not really doing it. It's like, that's why I say all the time, like ready is not really a thing. Like ready, you're not not ready ever for anything. Mm -hmm. You're either doing it or not doing it. You can prepare all you want. You can be organized, but you're going to get to that moment and it's only you're doing it or you're not doing it. So it's like, you're not ready for it. It's just, you either completed it or it never happened. Um, And yeah, no, that's for sure. I totally get that, but not sick. Um, The first song was unreal though, because his process, which I've adopted now is once you have, a very basic musical idea like yeah. a guitar riff just loop it for three minutes and improv sing gibberish into the mic <clears throat> and he's like all right i'm gonna do a take just instantly improvises a perfect verse pre-chorus chorus super catchy melody and then he's like all right you need to go write your song now and it was very intimidating to do that <laughs> after, but yeah, yeah he just he improvised a perfect song yeah <laughs> oh that's great that's legit i think uh what's a good jumping off point yeah not being able to top ryan tedder which i don't know if anyone could top ryan tedder he might he might be kind of just a, a beast itself but um plan going forward we're gonna try hopefully soon to get back to the the standard la ian M- monger man and myself it's gonna do a little technical difficulty stuff with the zoom stuff as i mentioned before where uh the old alma mater pulled my my Zoom uh, license, bastards. Um, so we're gonna have to figure some things out there, but we'll fi- we'll figure it out um, and, and get it working. But uh, any uh, any last things you want to plug before we uh, take a break? 
Uh, my boy Young Dex just dropped a new song. Ooh, there we Replace. Go. Replace Young Dex. Yeah, oh yeah. Like Dexter, like D E X. His his name is Declan. So okay, D E C. Okay. Yeah. D E C K or D E C S. D E C S. Okay, Young Dex. Replace. Uh, produced by Ma- Manga Manga Beats. Chef Keys featuring Manga Manga Beats. <laughs> guitar loop. And also stream games. That song kind of blew up. Stream games. It's okay. over eleven thousand streams now. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll put together a little Spotify po- uh, playlist here of, of songs and and uh, have to run through that. But it might be uh might be I have to listen to next. But that's fair. That's fair. I think uh, like I said, good good spot. Good catching up from the last five months. Now we got the two together. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be like, if we did all three of us, I was figuring that's like a three-hour pod. and Yeah. I mean, no one wants to listen to that. No one wants to to create that either. I'll throw that on the other side because that sucks to edit. But yeah. um, we'll do that. But till next time, uh, it's been 107.9 Popped Radio. <laughs> <laughs> the Longer Man signing out. Call me Woody. Peace. Thank you.